Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances. Whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities, or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death, we all want to know, what happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today occurs in India, where mischievous monkeys at the Mirut Medical College ambushed lab technicians and stole blood samples of four COVID-19 patients before escaping into neighboring trees. It sounds like the wacky setup for a joke, but this sort of behavior is hardly surprising for people living in the area. These rhesus macaws, the most common monkey species in India, are notorious for shaking people down in incidents ranging from objectively funny to dangerous to fatal. This so-called monkey menace has been a known problem in Delhi far before the outbreak of the coronavirus, and government buildings have been frequent targets. Home Ministry employee Rajini Sharma says very often they snatch food from people as they are walking, and sometimes they even tear files and documents by climbing in through the windows. While the monkeys are most often known for stealing things, cell phones, people's lunches, and so on, they are also known to attack humans, leaving dangerous bites or worse. In 2018, a group of monkeys stoned a 17-year-old man to death in the village of Tikri, which is about 55 kilometers from Meirut. They were throwing bricks at him while he was out collecting wood. Dr. S.K. Garg, a top official at the college, confirmed the report of the stolen vials, saying monkeys grabbed and fled with the blood samples of four COVID-19 patients who are undergoing treatment. We had to take those blood samples again. 
Video footage emerged showing the monkeys chewing on the samples. Fears soon spread that these were the samples of COVID-19 patients. Garg says that these samples were those of other routine tests from COVID-19 patients, not swab tests for virus testing. According to the authorities, it was not yet known whether the monkeys possibly spilled the samples. And whether the monkeys themselves are contagious remains to be seen. As Dr. S.K. Garg pointed out, it is not yet known whether monkeys can contract coronavirus from infected blood. Monkeys have been used in clinical trials working toward a COVID-19 vaccine, uh, most notably in the Oxford University COVID-19 vaccine trial. There are other studies that have used rhesus macaws specifically as test subjects. According to the FDA, there are currently no known cases of COVID-19 being transmitted by blood transfusion. During the lockdown, the monkeys have been upping their activity, reportedly breaking into more buildings and stealing more items during lockdown. Yet these creatures occupy a unique position in the region's culture. Monkeys are the living representatives of the cherished Hindu god Hanuman, and Hindu tradition calls for people to feed the monkeys on Tuesdays and Saturdays. With this in mind, many efforts to address this problem have chosen to take a non-fatal approach. Specialists deploy Langer monkeys to chase away the other ones. When concern about the Langer's living conditions prompted public criticism, the government of Delhi hired young men to pretend to be Langer monkeys. They would mimic the barks of these monkeys and the cries in an attempt to scare the macaws away. It works, but it doesn't work for long. The monkeys seem to return as soon as these actors or impressionists leave. Our second story today, excavations and airborne mapping at a previously unknown site in Mexico called Aguada Phoenix have uncovered the oldest and largest known structure built by Maya people. In their recently published work, archaeologist Takishi Inomota of the University of Arizona in Tucson and his colleagues found this raised ceremonial area. It's made of clay and earth. It was likely constructed somewhere between 1000 BCE to 800 BCE. This is a new discovery, and it adds to growing evidence that from its very beginning, around 3,000 years ago, the Maya civilization was building monumental structures. These finds run counter to the earlier idea that Maya society had developed gradually from small villages into urban centers. Those Maya cities and kingdoms of what's known as the Classic Period didn't flourish in parts of southern Mexico and Central America until around 250 to 900 CE. And this study is a victory for science. It's another example of how an airborne remote sensing technique called light detection and ranging, or LIDAR, is fundamentally changing how archaeological research is done in heavily forested regions. LIDAR uses laser pulses to gather data on the contours of jungle and vegetation-covered terrain. It's uncovered other lost ruins at the Maya city of Tikal in Guatemala, for example as well as a vast network connecting ancient cities of Southeast Asia's Khmer Empire. 
In this study, researchers used LIDAR to search forest in Tabasco, Mexico, and uncover the previously hidden surface remains of some 21 ceremonial centers, including Aguada Phoenix. Inomota's team used the maps they created with LIDAR to focus on the Aguada Phoenix site. There, the scientists found an elevated rectangular plateau. It's about 1,400 meters long. It's nearly 400 meters wide. Inside that space, there's a 400-meter-long platform. For comparison, that's the length of more than four American football fields. It's huge. It's positioned east of a 15- to 18-meter-tall earthen mound. LIDAR revealed other structures there, too, including buildings, plazas, and even reservoirs. There's a bit of class consciousness implied here. Discoveries at Aguada Phoenix challenge the traditional assumption that only large settlements directed by kings or some sort of ruling class could organize and execute large building projects. Enomata says no remnants of a royal class appear at later Maya sites. No sculptures of high-ranking individuals, for instance, have been found at this site so far. People living in the region around Aguada Phoenix, who were cultivating crops by 3,000 years ago, must have banded together then to create a ritual site suitable for large gatherings. Inamota says, though there were probably some leaders who played central roles in planning and organizing such work, the main factor was the people's voluntary participation, which does not necessarily require a centralized government. Large crowds from surrounding areas probably gathered at the ancient ceremonial site on special occasions, possibly related to key calendrical dates and astronomical events. There are nine causeways that connect to the site's rectangular platform, and Enomota says they likely carry processions of people participating in various rituals. A set of jade axes was found at the center of the platform and may have been deposited during one of these events. And Inamoda's conclusions make sense to other archaeologists. Andrew Scherer of Brown University over in Providence, Rhode Island, says the public spaces at Aguada Phoenix are huge, and there's nothing to indicate that access was limited to some privileged few. Our third story for today. Three far-right followers have been arrested at Las Vegas protest over the killing of George Floyd, an unarmed black man, by police, and these individuals have been charged with inciting violence. The plot was reportedly foiled with help from an informant. Stephen Parshall, Andrew Lynham, and William Loomis allegedly belong to something called the Boogaloo Movement. They all live in Vegas, where they were arrested on Saturday by an anti-terrorism unit headed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Prosecutor Nicholas Trutnich said that they were in possession of Molotov cocktails when detained, and if convicted on federal charges, the men face up to 30 years in prison. They were also indicted on state conspiracy to commit terrorism and other charges, which carry heavier sentences. So what is the Boogaloo movement? The Nevada U.S. Attorney's Office says it aims to promote, quote, a coming civil war and or collapse of society. 
And according to a report by the Network Contagion Research Institute, the group wants a second civil war to be expressly organized around the phrase boogaloo. Prosecutor Trutnich says that some members of this movement adopt Hawaiian shirts as a uniform, going on to say violent instigators have hijacked peaceful protests and demonstrations across the country, including Nevada, exploiting the real and legitimate outrage over Mr. Floyd's death for their own radical agendas. Reports of far-right activists, sometimes heavily armed, infiltrating the protest over the past weeks have included several claiming to be part of this Boogaloo movement. Self-identifying members of the movement were seen at demonstrations in states including Minnesota and Texas, as well as in the city of Philadelphia. For the three men in Vegas, a charge sheet said that their initial plan was to firebomb a power station to distract authorities and then attempt to incite a riot. They also intended to take Molotov cocktails to a Black Lives Matter protest. Specifically, the sheet says, quote, they wanted to use the momentum of the George Floyd death to hopefully stir enough confusion and excitement that others see the two explosions and police presence and begin to riot in the streets out of anger. The protests in Vegas are just one example of the many protests that have swept across the United States since the killing of George Floyd by a white police officer in Minneapolis on May 25th. Police and other law enforcement agencies have come under intense and heavy criticism for the way that they have responded to protest and protesters. Thousands have been arrested. Thousands have been injured. Law enforcement agencies have defended their crackdown for the most part, saying they are responding to violent demonstrators, allegedly involved in looting, vandalism, and fires. The current U.S. President, Donald Trump, threatened to invoke the Insurrection Act, using active duty troops to disperse the protest. This drew criticism from across the political field. In fact, earlier this week, Trump's former Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, accused him of setting up a false conflict between the military and civilians. The current defense chief, Mark Esper, has also said he opposed Trump's threat to send in the military to quell the unrest. While this arrest in Vegas confirms the presence of opportunistic forces aiming to exploit the peaceful protest over police brutality, many protesters, activists, journalists, and legal experts have been noting concerns about active agent provocateurs since these protests began. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners should know about, to give us your best bad dad jokes, or to let us know about your personal experience with the ongoing protest or with COVID-19. Reach out to us on Twitter. You can find me directly where I'm at Ben Bullen HSW or at Ben Bullen on Instagram. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our research associate, Sam Teagarden, and most importantly, thanks to you. I'm Ben Bullen. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. Hi. This is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. 
Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.